Watson frowned. I thought that as the challenged party, I would have the choice of weapons. I assume these would be sufficient. No, sir, they will not, said Watson. As the challenger, you will allow me to make the choice. George bit off an impulsive reply, said instead, Very well. Then I choose, said Watson, the humble word. Confusion crossed George's aristocratic face. What? What the devil? Watson quickly closed the distance between them. I agreed to duel until common sense prevailed, he said. And the only way common sense will ever prevail with you is by some good, old-fashioned straight-talking. How dare you listen to me, George, he went on, his tone urgent, earnest. You are a boy who is trying desperately to be a man, and in itself there's nothing wrong with that. But being a man is more than just swagger and bluster. Being a man, a man worth the name, isn't about bullying others. It's about listening, about not being afraid to admit when he's wrong, about compassion and treating those around you as you yourself would be treated. It's not about power and privilege. It's about fairness, humanity, humility. He shook his head in sudden frustration. George, you have the markings of a fine young man, but at the moment you're still a boy. I suggest that you enjoy your adolescence and don't be in such a hurry to grow up. George had about him the appearance of a man who had been slapped. When I need your advice here, doctor, I'll request it. No, said Watson. If you're even half as clever as you think you are, you'll take it and think about it. What you do with it after that will determine whether or not you really can call yourself a man. The boy drew himself up. Do you know who you're talking to? Watson saw the anger in his eyes, and echoing what Holmes had told him earlier, said, The truth is a wonderful thing, George, but sometimes it hurts. Pah! What do you know about it? You've all your supposed wisdom. I make no claims for wisdom. I hope always to learn from experience as I go along. And you know something, George? I am still learning, even now, and I pray to God that I never stop. We are none of us perfect, but life is a greater teacher if we are wise enough to heed its lessons. He glanced back toward Domstadt, growing increasingly indistinct in the spreading twilight. Suppose we had fought with more than just words, he said. Suppose you had wounded me, killed me even, or vice versa. Would that have made the victor any more of a man, or his point of view any more valid than that of the man he had just wounded, or worse? As hard as life can be, or seem to be, I love it too much to squander it. Better to judge our actions than act upon impulse. George turned and angrily stuffed the case back into his saddlebag. You have humiliated me here, doctor, he said bitterly. Watson put a hand on his shoulder. George flinched, but didn't shrug it off. I didn't agree to your duel so that I could humiliate you, he replied. In any case, who is here to see your supposed humiliation? I came because, in my own way, I wanted to show you that there's a better and more positive way to live, that you should enjoy your adolescence, and not ruin it by trying to be older than your years. Believe me, 
you'll become a man soon enough, and then there'll be plenty of times when you yearn for youth and its simplicity. He squared his shoulders and offered his hand. Now, he said, before we part, I would consider it a privilege to shake your hand. It was, of course, a test. If George intended to take anything away from their encounter, he would accept. If he remained as stubborn and intractable as Watson feared, he would refuse. George looked up at him. What happened here today? he said softly. It goes no further? You have my word on it, Watson assured him. George himself looked off into the darkness. It's hard, you know, being the second son. It's as hard as you choose to make it, Watson replied. Now my arm is beginning to tire. Will you shake with me or not?'